You're listening to a People of Note podcast, as heard on Classic 1027. Good evening and a very warm welcome to you all. You're listening to People of Note on Classic 1027 with me, Richard Cock. This program is broadcast every Sunday from 6 to 8 p.m. And in it, we talk to someone who is a person of note and listen to music of their choice. And I have a very special guest tonight whose name is Ron Gill. He was the former deputy principal of St. Martin's School in Rosettenville, but he's also done lots of other things. He's been, or he is, a musician, he's been a rally driver, but he's basically an enjoyer of life. Welcome, yes. Ron. Hi, hi, Richard. Lovely to be here, and uh, good evening, everybody. It's wonderful to have you on the program. You've chosen a fantastic array of music, which we'll listen to as we go on. I would like to begin, though, by mentioning the school. St. Martin's School in Rosettenville used to be St. Peter's. Yes, um, St. Peter's was, um, uh, and, and, and in those days it was called the, the, the Black Eaton, if anybody remembers that. How long ago is that? Um, it was in the, in the early 50s. It, it, it closed down in 58 about. And um, was, um, uh, it's like the flight of the phoenix. It sort of, it, it, it reemerged a, a, a year later as St. Martin's Boys School. And, and it was um, started by the community of the resurrection. It was I started think. by the CRS, yes. who lived, um, in fact, lived on the property, um, and there were a, a presence in in the school of St Martin for quite a long time, until the school uh, bought their. How can I their say? Interest, their, their, if you their, like. No, their, actually, their cloisters and everything, yeah. their, the library and and their their their, their, their uh, kitchen and offices. It, it was. It's a fantastic place to see. Um, it was a monastery. Yeah, yes, it was. Yeah. That's right. And then they moved out, and slowly they started to die off. And I think the last one moved back home to England ooh, 25, uh, 20 yeah. years ago. Well, I was lucky enough to be taught by one of them in England, Father Mark Tweedy. Uh, he taught liturgy when I was at the Royal School of Church Music, which will also come up for yes, the discussion. Yes. And he took me to their their house in Stepney because uh, Trevor Huddleston was a famous member of the community was, of the right. resurrection. That's but right. there were others. I mean, some of the people who went through that school, it reads like a, a sort of litany of South African famous people. Well, um, I, I, can, I can tell you that I spent, well, I was the, um, the deputy head of St. Martin's for 20 years, I retired as the deputy in 66. So for 20 years, one of my tasks was to keep in contact with the alumni of St. Peter's and actually also St. Agnes, which was a domestics um, school. You, you learned to become a domestic worker for girls, which was actually on the same property and is now our girls' boarding at St. Okay. Martin's. And uh, so um, once a year, usually in September because they asked not to have it at the half year. It was too cold. They were getting old. They didn't want to come out early on a Saturday. But um, every year I would host a day for them. And they'd come in, have a church service, mooch around and say, oh, my, look, it's not like it used to be. Or, wow, do you remember this? Real sort of old boys and old girls um, um, reminiscences. And um, so I rubbed shoulders with the most fantastic people, Judge Fikili Bam, um, Hugh Masakela, 
Um, Desmond Tutu. Desmond Tutu. Um, uh, Peter, uh, Peter, um, Pet, um, David Petwe, you, you know, the actor who, who passed away quite, I think, in the last two years only. And um, it was a fascinating day to spend with these people. And I realized, if I can put a little plug in here in a way, the lost opportunity in education in, in this country. Fantastic people, educated, cultured, um, good sense of humor, productive, um, everything you'd want from, from good adults. Most fantastic people. The, the, the really sad thing was that in the last five years, we'd have 100 people. Next year we had 60, the next year we had 40, and one year we only had six. And I knew that... Uh, and, and that then, was coming to an end. Yeah, it was yeah. coming to an end. And then David Petway died, and he was my sort of... Uh, go-to my guy. My go-to guy. <laughs> and that was it. It was just yeah. one of those yeah. very sad things. But, but it's it, fabulous people. Has the story ever been told of that school? Yes, yes. There's a book. Um, yeah. I, f- I forget the name of it. Um, and uh, But it only took... Uh, um, it only took it up to a particular... Yeah. A date and then it, uh, it I, th- I, th- I think it disbanded under very d- difficult circumstances too and a lot of the documentation was lost destroyed uh, put somewhere else and and never really kind of followed up and then I think St. Martin's had to get get itself up and going and so you know that era sort of passed away very sadly but fascinating so let's talk about your first choice of music, which is the Cantique de Jean Racine. I um, I have a particular uh, love of the music of Foray. Um, if ever there was a man who who um, produced what your good lady wife and I have often spoken about, ear chocolates, that's that's one of them, and I think it's such a beautiful piece of music. Um, yeah. Here it comes, Cantique de Jean Racine by Gabriel Faure. That was the Cantique de Jean Racine by Gabriel Faure, the choice of Ron Gill, who is the former deputy principal of St. Martin's School in Rosettenville, amongst many other things. I'm quite interested that a musician uh, became a deputy principal, because in days gone by, musicians stayed being musicians. They generally were not taken onto the sort of school hierarchy, as it were. How did that happen? I, I, I sometimes I wonder. There's a few little extras that come with that. Um, I applied for the post. I'd become. Um, I started as a piano teacher at St. Martin's. I might like to tell you about my first interview. Um, it, it's quite an interesting one when we get down to motorbikes just now. <laughs> and um, uh, I then became the director of music. I became a housemaster of um, one of the boys' uh, boys' houses, and then I applied for the job of deputy, and uh, and uh, Jim Welsh, the late Jim Welsh, uh, gave me the job, and I'm, I was there 20 years, uh, actually, yes, 20 years as, de- as de- deputy. Um, you know, um, I, th- I think heads and deputies tend- tended to be either math teachers or geography teachers for some reason. <laughs> I don't know why those things particularly attract uh, people. But I think one of the things, and we can talk about this, is that uh, because we've had experience together of this, I'm, I'm quite organized, quite good at organizing things and getting them done. So, so I, th- I think that came into it. 
I, it, it always amused me that that the director of music of the school, I, I, I had to chair quite a lot of committees, and one of them I had to chair was the sports council. <laughs> now, can you see that happening any, at any yeah. other school on the planet? Anyway, I'm, I'm a very good sportsman myself, so I, I seem to carry that off. But the, the very happy... Um, um, the very happy result there was that sports and culture got very equal. Um, they, they got equal time. If we needed play rehearsals and things like that, we could we could organise it because I could talk to the rugby guy and I could talk to the tennis chap and get it organised. And therefore, we we all coexisted extremely yeah. happily. And maybe that's the key: is that you were a good organiser, and there are good organisers. I know um, uh, in Cape Town at my old school. The one of the deputy principals is director of music, or was director of music, also Mark Mitchell, and um, from St Mary's Wayne uh, became a headmaster. Um, so that it does happen. Malcolm Chalmers days. became Malcolm the, Chalmers, yeah, headmaster as well. So I yeah. think so power to the musos. Power I say. to the musos. <laughs> now your your next choice is Debussy and the Passepierre from the Suite Bergamasque. It's one of my favorite pieces that I learned in my final year university. Um, I played all four parts of it. It, it includes, of course, the very famous Claire de Lune, which I, but I thought the, we'd take the last movement. And uh, the lady I've chosen plays it awfully the, like I used to play it, I think, slightly slower than the ma- major virtuosos who, 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 who do it very, very fast. And, uh, well, I hope you enjoy it. It's a lovely little piece. That was the Passepierre from the Sweet Bergamasque by Claude Debussy, the choice of Ron Gill, who's my guest in People of Note. Now, your next choice really brings us back to where I first came across you, which was in church music. Church because, music, indeed. Um, it's a hymn, a famous hymn. But when I arrived in Johannesburg in 1980, I think you were the organist of St. Andrew's Kensington. St. Andrew's um, Kensington, that's yes. right. I'd, I'd grown up there from a from being baptized choir boy, uh, assistant organist at the age of 14, and then became the organist there and, the, and set up a, a reasonably good choir. We, I think you got to know us then, yeah. And where did the music come from in your family? Um, my, my dad was a, a motor mechanic who, who played the piano really pretty well. He played by ear only. He only played in F major. <laughs> but he could play anything in F major. And I always remember him coming home from the garage, scrubbing his nails with the Life Boy soap. I mean, there were no hand cleaners in those days. Uh, putting his cigarette on the edge of the piano, and the piano still has little burn marks on it. You've still then, got that piano? I've got that piano still, yes. Well, it, it's actually at St. Martin's. I, I left it at St. Martin's. Are you sure it wasn't the boys who made the burn marks? <laughs> no, it was my dad. <laughs> <laughs> and and then he'd play for hours, and I of course would would as soon as I could reach, I'd be sort of reaching over top notes and working out his songs by ear. So that that was my dad was the musical side, I think. But yeah. um, as far as I so know. you've always played the piano though, from when you were little. From when I was small, from when yeah. I could first reach and start at piano lessons at six. Uh, yeah. And did you go to Witz after? Where were you at school? I I, I went to school to St John's. Okay, and. Um, uh, um, did my music, my, my 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 metric music there, and then after that I went studied architecture for two years, 
And I realized I didn't know what was going on until a wonderful man, um, Mr. Prince, who was the, 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 the I, th I think he headed up the architecture department. I don't remember exactly what he was. I went to him and I said, I don't know what's going on here. He said, yes, I can see that, Mr. Gill. He said, what do you really like to do? And I told him a bit about myself. And I, I won't ever forget his word. He said, for God's sake, boy, what are you doing here? Go and study music. And I went and I enrolled at Pretoria University the next day. And the rest is history. Yeah. The best mover ever made. Yeah. yeah but, but fantastic. It was wise advice at a key time. At a key time. Yeah. It was just the right thing to do. And I've just spent a happy life. Yeah. Uh, uh, Carrying on with yeah. that. And, and you and I have had a lot of fun together at Haven't summer we? schools and Haven't tours to Germany and all sorts of things. <laughs> but here's this is where it sort of started for us because we used to see each other at one-day schools and church music things. And here's a great hymn, All My Hope on God is Founded. That's a wonderful hymn, All My Hope on God is Founded, um, if I'm not mistaken, by Herbert Howells. Herbert Howells in that particular recording has has his last verse, Descant on Harmonies, fantastic stuff, um, King's College there in, in full swing. And you obviously couldn't keep up your deputy principal and church music, or did you for a while? They, they were sometimes uneasy um, bedfellows uh, because the, the deputy principal thing would sometimes gobble you up, lock, stock, and barrel. Something would happen at the school, and I'd have to put off pu pupils or uh, put a standby on my class. But um, I, I, I didn't stop stop anything. I'm I'm a full throttle chap, as you'll as you'll hear later on. <laughs> uh, you know, I don't do half speed. I only do full speed. And um, oh, I kept the shows going, uh, and the chapel music, and the carol services. At St. Martin's and uh, St. Andrew's Church. And then by that time, I was at St. Mary's Cathedral as well <laughs> and the RSCM. <laughs> so, you know, it, it didn't, it didn't uh, bother me too much. Yeah. The, 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 the most stressful times were uh, the five times I did acting head for Jim Welsh because Jim Welsh got long leave every five years. I, I did one term as a deputy. And the next term, I was acting head. It was a, a learning curve. I was going to say, that must have been a bit of a revelation because it, it being was. deputy head and head are two completely different things. And being a head is like a dangerous business these days. Well, I did uh, 20 months, uh, 20 months, and uh, five, five stints as, as acting head for, for Jim. But so you were I, happy, and you were happy doing that. You never actually wanted to be the head. I didn't want to yeah. be the head. I, I enjoyed doing it, and I'm told I did it okay. I had some really, really, really sticky things to deal with, and I met some really amazing characters, but that's for another time. Um, I weathered all sorts of um, um, potential um, crazy people and their children. Yeah, because parents can uh, be quite tricky. My, can I tell you, my, my, my strangest one was we had a boy whose father was uh, apparently one of the big drug lords in the Cape Flats. <laughs> and this boy was, he was fairly compliant, but he was a naughty guy. He had a sparkle in his eye. I quite liked him, actually. And he used to play golf on a, on a Friday afternoon. 
Anyway, that's when I used to hold my big uh, detentions, or my, I used to call it uh, headmaster squad, dig in the gardens, and he bunked that one year. So I had to, had to call in the parents. Well, these two huge guys came in and sat opposite me. They didn't, they didn't bat an eyelid. They didn't smile, nothing. And here I was, um, um, ticking off these two huge guys who just looked at me. And I thought, oh, boy, these guys know where I live, you know. I'm, to, I'm in trouble here. And until I said to them at some stage, oh, but you know what so-and-so is like. And, and one of them just broke into a smile, nodded his head. He said, he'll be there next week. <laughs> and they walked out. <laughs> My pulse rate was quite high. <laughs> Those are the sort of things that heads have to face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really scary stuff. Yeah. And uh, through all of this, you've maintained a sort of good sense of humor because, and I think that's one of the keys to these things, I, I, I think. Without the sense of humor, we did. I, f I found everything. I try and find something amusing in everything. And um, because actually there is. Yeah. And if you get, if you get too bogged down with the, with, with the ugly, you, you're on a hiding to nothing. So that's, in a way, and I see your next choice is the secret of life. This is the bit of the secret of your life is to keep smiling. Well, in, in some ways, the, in another song, Flanders and Swan, later will be the, will be the preferable one for sense of humor. But the, but the secret of life is, is James Taylor and um, a musician that I've admired oh, for, for years and years and years, all my life, really. And I've been to see him play overseas in London and Las Vegas, believe it or not. And he just, he just tells you the secret of life. And that's, I agree with him. That was The Secret of Life uh, by James Taylor. Yeah, he's another purveyor of ear chocolates. And listen to that last chord. It's a C major. It starts off as a C major and it ends up with a D major chord above it. It's absolutely delicious. Love that kind of thing. Anyway, Ron Gill is my guest in People of Note, former deputy principal of St. Martin's School in Rosettenville. And a couple of times you have mentioned full throttle or you mentioned yes. that your dad was a motor mechanic. You, you've had a sort of lifelong love affair with speed. Speed and grease and petrol. I mean, <laughs> you're a real petrol head. I'm, I'm a petrol head. My dad had a, when he came back from the Second World War, his father bought a garage down in the middle of Johannesburg where I literally spent every school holiday. I, I had an overall and I used to help the mechanics uh, do things and so I was immersed in petrol grease and, and swear words from a very early age. And uh, my dad was also an, a, a, an amateur racing driver. He always had nice cars around. He'd bring customers' cars home actually. In, you mean in, seriously nice cars? Really nice cars. Jaguars and, and Pontiacs with, with big V8 engines. I mean, really, really great stuff. And um, as soon as I could reach the pedals, I would move the cars around the garage. I would put it into the grease bay or into the workshop. And, and I don't know how, but I never, ever scratched one. But I, I, was, I was on wheels with grease under my nails. In fact... Um, I used to go to my piano lessons with dirty fingers sometimes, but that's just too bad. And uh, that love affair has continued right through my life. I love a good motor car, and I have a, a beautiful sports car of my own and a very powerful uh, bright green motorcycle. Um, and you've been on some big trips on motorbikes too. Yeah. We, Jenny and I, my, 
my wife also rides. She she has a, a slightly smaller one than me, and uh, we 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 put the we fill my my um, baggage on my bike with with our. Listen, on a, when you go on a bike trip, you don't need much. You need a couple of t-shirts and underwear, and uh, you know you wear the same jeans and your boots and things. And off we go. We've we've travelled this country flat. We've also we've biked in America, in North Carolina in the fall. In fact, four years ago, we were riding through those exquisite yellow and red forests in in in, in the Appalachians. I won't ever forget it. It's, it was fantastic. We've we biked in Austria, in Italy, um, and of course this country has. I said, yeah. So we, you've travelled quite a lot. We we travel. We are we are um, addicted travellers. We've 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 had the money to do it, and we also used to have a pilot. Used to have a pilot in SAA, which helped with uh, without. You, you mean a member of family? Yes, yes, yeah. yes. Jenny's brother, in fact. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, so we've we've travelled everywhere. And so that fits perfectly with your next piece, which is The Long and Winding Road. Yeah. Now, I'm particularly f- fond of this because I'm, I'm, a, I'm a great student of the, of the Beatles. I, mean, I, I was th- 13 when they kind of hit the scene, and I've become aware of the fifth Beatle, uh, George Martin, who, who, who is a classically trained musician and a fine orchestrator. And in fact, I've followed much of his things when I've been doing my own orchestrations. And you'll hear this long and winding road has got the most fantastic score. Uh, it's, it's a fine song to start with. Uh, Paul McCartney's just a genius, uh, but beautifully orchestrated by George Martin. That was the long and winding road by the Beatles in an orchestration by George Martin. The choice of Ron Gill, my guest in People of Note. Apart from uh, motorbikes and your own car, you've also been... I mean, you said your dad was a racing driver. Yes. You were a rally driver also, weren't you? Yes, my dad raced MGs. I mean, I think some of the listeners will know what I'm talking about. Some of them won't. Yes, I got a bee in my bonnet, and I bought a little Ford Escort, which I modified and fixed up. And I crashed it twice. I wrote it off completely and rebuilt it and carried on. You know, it's that, that kind of thing. Um, um, and for Ten years I did club rallies. I just did it at club level, level you know, um, not car-breaking things or, or bank-breaking things. But I had a tremendous amount of fun. And my wife's brother was my navigator, poor fellow. He just had to sit there, tell me where to go and, and hold on tight. Um, had tremendous fun doing that. It's just one of those little sort of quirks in my in my time, which I loved. Yeah, I loved And you've it. mentioned a couple of times your wife, Jenny, and you've got a family also? Yes, my boys, yeah. Two boys who are involved in music. They're all music. I mean, you met your wife through the choir, through I think. Through the choir. Yeah. She was eight when she joined my choir. Can yeah. you believe it? And, uh, uh, you know, she's a really a cute and cheeky little thing. And, uh, well, that's that's some years back now. We've been married 35 years now. And, uh, and uh, you know, she became young and gorgeous and... Uh, you know, the rest is history there. Yeah. And, then, and, and uh, your boys are good musicians, too. Uh, uh, Christopher's not, uh, not a born musician. He's a very good actor. Christopher's a fantastic actor. He was actor of the year at school. And I cast him in, uh, in, in Joseph uh, in his matric year, and he did it. Uh, he took the part of Joseph absolutely wonderfully. P- Peter's the one that seems to have got my, um, 
musical genes and uh, he, he also inherited my hay fever genes. He always reminds me about that. <laughs> but, uh, you know, Peter's done a couple of pieces that you've uh, Yes, played. we've done them with the, the choir. And, yeah. and perhaps this is a moment also to talk about the fact that you're a composer also. You've, yeah. you've written pieces. Uh, we've produced a book together of sort of church music pieces. Oh, and I, I think I've now published about four books of, yeah. of church music yeah. pieces, usually under auspices of the RSCM. It is a good platform. Uh, but just on, on Peter, one of, the, one of the proudest moments was sharing the stage with him in one of those Christmas carols. I don't think it's very often that yeah. father and son uh, get up there. That was fantastic. Yeah. Yes, the publishing thing, um, actually I got a, published a few of your things as well, actually, and I was going to ask you about your <laughs> composing, but you asked me rather. <laughs> um, we, 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 I, I, I had this sort of wad of, papers which people thrust under my nose and said, yeah, I've composed this and that. And we put together that first book, Songs of Gold. And uh, this was pre-computers. I, I did the thing by hand, if you remember. I remember it well. It was very stressful. I mean, any mistake would would, would uh, frustrate me out of my mind. I had to re-rule it or redo the page or and something And it is amazing because like it's not so long ago. I mean, it's incredible how quickly it was technology it was has taken over. yeah. And uh, I remember we printed 1,500 of those books. We we sold a lot. It yeah. was, I suppose, the people still singing your father in heaven. There and, they are. My, Definitely, it's uh, father in heaven hymn. became a, a school hymn for the Ridge School. Yeah, yeah. Or St. St. Andrews or something. Yeah, and, and and the St. Martin's School prayer with words by Bishop Baven. Yeah. Oh, that, that, that was a fantastic project. Yeah, in fact, yeah. we had some good years. Uh, you've mentioned RSCM for for the listeners. That's the Royal School of Church Music, which is a an organization which brings together church choirs from all around, or people interested in church music from all around South Africa. And uh, many South Africans went to study, including myself, uh, Christian Ashley Bertha, Colin York, um, there were, uh, Peter Bebbington, mm. um, Timothy Farrell. There were mm. quite a lot of South Africans who went there. There was a strong connection mm. between Gerald Knight, who was then the director, and South Africa. That's right. So it's played a large part in sort of English church music in South Africa. No, no it has. Uh, you mentioned Gerald Knight. I had a very interesting anecdote about him. Um, he used to live at Addington Palace. Did you study at Addington? Yes. As well. And Gerald Knight had a flat on the top floor. And um, I arrived there in June, straight off the flight that, that arrived at Heathrow, caught the train to, to Croydon. East, East Croydon, I think. Uh, through Clapham Junction or something, I remember that. Go, got the bus, walked in and walked straight into Gerald Knight. He said, hello, do you know who I am? And I said, no. <laughs> I mean, he was only the big noise of the place. And he says, oh, you look like a splendid fellow, and we were friends from that moment on. Yeah. Um, so, you know. Yeah, but, he, was, he was very kind to me when I was a student yeah. there too. Yeah. Um, and in fact, I have very happy memories of my year spent. I just spent one year after I'd finished at uh, University of Cape yeah, Town. Yeah. I taught here for six months and then spent a year there. And that really set me on my journey into yes, church music. Very much so. Yeah. I, I, I think what you do when you study a general BMUS course, like you, you did a BMUS, is that you, you do in fact need to find a niche. The world is not saying, oh, here comes Ronnie Gill or here comes Richard Cock. Yeah. You you have to say, here I am, yeah. and I do this. 
and I think we both chose church music as a, a very good outlet in many many ways, which would which has t- t- taken us yeah. further than than where we actually started. Yeah, yeah, this, much this further. Sort of, yeah. 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 I'm going to listen to your next piece, or we're going to listen to your next piece, which is What Sweeter Music, and perhaps you can just describe it for us. And then I want to talk about advice that you may have been able to give to young people during your time as deputy principal, too. What Sweeter Music? I think it's John Rutter's most beautiful anthem. It's a sort of Christmas anthem. I think it's just drop-dead gorgeous. Do enjoy it, everybody. Music by John Rutter on People of Note. What Sweeter Music? a piece by him chosen by Ron Gill, who's my guest in People of Note. You must have had over your how many years as a teacher, 40 years as a teacher? How many? Yeah. yeah. You must have all I've done, I've had hundreds, thousands of young boys pass, or young men pass through your uh, line of sight, as it were. And yeah. I'm sure many of them have come to you to ask advice about where to go in life. And you, you've had good advice from people who, who at key moments in your life sent you in another direction. Were you able to do that also? Um, not, not so much as a, as a deputy. You find that your, your schools these days are very well structured with, with, with um, uh, counselors and career guidance, and career guidance called, yeah. and academic heads and things. I, I think I gave them a lot more, <laughs> a lot more advice on how to behave <laughs> and have fun. Very often with the uh, with a spade in hand and a wheelbarrow. <laughs> and when I bump into old St. Martin's boys, we had a lot of girls. I mean, St. Martin's went co-ed eventually. Uh, a lot of the boys say, "Oh, this guy, he sorted me out." But you know, that's uh, I always did it with humour. And, and and good grace. Um, after I'd uh, uh, disciplined a young man, it, it was always very good to walk around the Glen Shopping Centre that same day and, and bump into him and say, hi, sir. You know, so I always have a fantastic relationship. I absolutely adore teenagers, uh, believe it or not. Some people will run foaming at their mouth from that kind of statement, but I just, just love teenagers. And uh, the more time I could spend with them, the happier I am. Yeah. So yeah. you had a very happy career as a teacher. Extremely happy. Yeah. And I think that Deputy Head probably r- rates as the best the best educational job you can have. You, did, you, did you ever teach at another school? I taught. I started, I did two years at Pretoria Boys High. Um, I did two years at Pretoria Boys High. I was really the, the dog's body there. <laughs> I did all the, all the jobs that anybody else didn't want to do and I and I left to go um, as a as a freelance piano teacher and, and I'll come to some my St. Martin's interview in a moment I, I built up a, a, a studio of about 30 piano pupils I know used to go from their houses around Biz Valley and Bed, Bedford View on my scooter and um, um, then I did three years as a garage proprietor my dad got injured at his work and wasn't able to work anymore, so I took over the garage for three years, um, and and then went full time to St Martin's. But while I was trying to find um, uh, pupils, one of my friends saw an advert in, who of you remember this, the Rand Daily Mail, um, a tiny little advert saying piano teacher wanted St Martin's. So I f- f- phoned up the headmaster of the prep school. Um, and I, w- I had a big Honda in those days, and I turned up at my interview, 
on this Honda and I put my leather jacket aside and my helmet down and I sat across the desk from this very pucker old fellow called Ferdy Kion. And he said, uh, this was my interview, and that's not a word of a lie. Um, he says, good, Mr. Gill, can you teach the piano? And, and I pushed my credentials across the table. He said, splendid, splendid. He said, <laughs> are you going to fall pregnant? <laughs> and I said, no, I don't think so. <laughs> oh, 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 splendid, splendid, he said. Uh, he says, and, and when can you start? I said, I can start tomorrow. Oh, splendid, splendid, he said. And oh, what bike do you ride? And I said, Honda. He says, me too. And <laughs> that was the end of the interview. And we spent the next half an hour talking about bikes. And we had both found that we both come from the Isle of Man, which, which probably accounts for some of the two-wheel genes in our, in our bodies. So, yeah. so it was a marriage made in heaven. That was yeah. 1978. And um, I never left the place. Until That's amazing. About yeah. a year ago. So yeah, you would wonderful. be a good person to write the history of the school then. I, I started doing that, and um, uh, I, I started um, carrying on with a book that's already published. And uh, f um, I think COVID and everything kind of got in the way. So that's that sort of stopped now, and I think they've got other people yeah. onto that now. But, um, you know, I, I suppose I would be the institutional memory of yeah, that place. Yeah, absolutely. Well, do. here comes one of the pieces you've probably taught many times. This is a piece by Rachmaninoff. Uh, one of his preludes. Let's listen to it, and then you can tell us. Rachmaninoff Prelude, Opus 23, Number 4. That was piano music by Sergei Rachmaninoff. Probably played by you, was it, Ron? <laughs> Not that time. That's uh, I think that's Ashkenazi playing it. I yeah. think I have there. Um, I, I made the I made the learning of that prelude one of my lockdown um, projects, and I've done it. Um, the interesting thing is I can't memorize like I used to. I used to memorize just overnight. Uh, I have to work hard at memorizing now. Is that, is that what happens to us? <laughs> <laughs> no, but, but you also but, but you play well improved. by ear. You play well by ear. Yes, too. I play anything by ear. Yeah. Uh, Peter's also um, inherited that. It probably accounts for the fact that I don't sight read terribly well. My teacher uh, never played me new pieces ever yeah. because I'd – play the first line by ear immediately. I wouldn't even know what the music looked like. Yeah. Uh, but I played just about anything by ear. It's just one of those gifts that I have. And um, and actually, when you were at St. John's, because I'm, I'm just mentioning this because um, Jimmy Gordon, who was director of music there for a long time, uh, died just about three that's weeks right, ago. That's right. Was he the director when you were there? He was the director when I was there. Yeah. That's right, yeah. And very special guy also. Very special. In, in fact, yeah. James Ridley has just um, emailed me s some of his music to proofread. Uh, interesting. So um, we, we're sort of trying to do something about the guy's um, memory. You know? Yeah. Yeah. yeah a, fine, a fine, gentle person. A very, very gentle guy. Quite un yeah. unassuming. Uh, Wonderful yeah. singer. Fantastic. He was a great tenor. He was a, a chorister at King's College. I mean, he was a, a lay clerk or whatever they call him, a... One yeah. of the gentlemen of the choir That's at right. King's College under Boris Ord. I, I know. Yeah. I know. This is no mean, mean fellow. No, he was a fine guy. Yeah. But but very gentle. Sometimes too gentle for a, a rough boy school where you know. Well, sorry, St. John's. You're not a rough school, but you know, <laughs> boys will be boys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> now and earlier on in uh, our talk, you mentioned the Flanders and Swan. Tell me about this. The gas man cometh. 
we we had laughing in my house all the time. We we we'd stop everything on a Sunday to listen to the goon shows, which my dad taped on an old reel-to-reel tape. I've got them still, all the goon shows. We'd listen to Shelley Berman, uh, Flanders and Swan, all those wonderful BBC, my words and my music and all those things. So we, I was immersed in laughter, and uh, but but clever humor, you know, uh, clever humor. And um, uh, I particularly like this one because I'm a, I'm a very... Uh, a very avid handyman. I, I, I have a good workshop at home, and I can I can repair things and fix them. And this song says it all. <laughs> You're a DIY DIY man. Yeah. 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 Here it comes. Flanders and Swan, the gas man cometh. And I wonder how many people can remember that Donald Swan actually visited South Africa. I organized a tour here for him. Yes, I met him on, on, on one that of those tour, tours. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah, he came a couple of times after that. He was a Quaker. Yes. And um, we did a concert at St. Mary's Cathedral, I remember, and we did a concert at the Market Theater with the Chanticleer Singers and him. Uh, the Journey Goes Ever On. It was a sort of um, a geographical tour in he was a, way. a fantastic pianist. He was a fantastic pianist. Oh, that guy could get around the keyboard and yeah. sing in that high voice at the same time. Yeah. Fabulous entertainers. Yeah. I, and um, one of the things I discovered about him was because I had to organize his tour, so I had to get his passport. And his name was Donald Ibrahim Swan. He had been born, his father came from, or his mother came from Turkmenistan or some some odd Thing like this, hence his middle name. Ibrahim. Yeah, goodness me. Um, yeah, and uh, he was a great friend of uh, John Amos, also. Yes, and it was partly because of Donald Swan that John Amos started coming here, and he came here many times. Also, another guy who really loved life and music Absolutely. and all that went with it. And it, and again, the humour keeps coming back because John Amos was very funny, and so was Donald Swan. Yeah. And and so are you. And you and I have done quite a lot of things together. We just have uh, to laugh. We just have to laugh, yeah. <laughs> and one of the great things we did was organize um, a tour to Germany for uh, my choir, the, the symphony choir, when we did the War Requiem, which was, I have to say, one of the musical highlights of my life. I, I, was, I was hoping you'd bring that up sometime because that, two years ago now, eh? two years ago, was, was uh, it was a... Bucketless item that I didn't know I had in my bucket, if, if you know what I mean. Yeah. It, it was um, well. It came out of it came out of nowhere. Nowhere. Uh, yeah. um, Jenny uh, Jenny in, um, volunteered me. I think at uh, at a choir practice. Said, my, my, my husband will organise this. Yeah, he's just given up his job as deputy principal. He's got time. He's, he's got time. There I was, and you and I got stuck into that, and we we had such fun, but we worked hard. Eh? We yeah. we got organised and. Because yeah, uh, moving tape. moving eighty people around is not easy. And, yeah. Well, we, we moved them there. Then we had to move uh, three hundred around when yeah. they came back. Yes, because the Germans and, all and they're came all here. Germans, you yeah. know. Um, um, we we had the most fantastic time. Yeah. I loved every moment of that project. But you know, there was m- many times I was up at twelve o'clock at night, still emailing and 
writing things down. But no, but and it, we, it, we it, made some good friends because I still get emails from uh, them. Yes, yes, yeah. I get uh, I get things from Ulrika, who used to blow me kisses over the uh, uh, over the Skype meetings at the end. I didn't even know. <laughs> but uh, I was remember those Skype meetings were so nice. Who was that chap who was with the translator? The guy. The guy with the beard, the book. Yeah, I don't I've remember. his name. But yeah. I remember walking into the first rehearsal in Dresden when we got there and bumping, in, bumping into all these people we'd seen on, only on, a, on an iPad screen. Yeah. It, it was just a fantastic experience to see them in the flesh and just carry on. Yeah. And it, what was special was that it was also to do with uh, the – well, it was the end of the First World War, but because it was in Dresden, of course, that – town was absolutely wow. bombed flat. Yeah, this was uh, more than a musical thing. It was an yeah, emotional thing. It was journey. very emotional. Yeah. And, and, and um, it was, we just met such fantastic people yeah. and, and did such wonderful things. Um, and I must pay tribute to my to our colleagues in Cape Town also. Absolutely. And never forget handing them over to Sue Rule. Just breathing a big sigh of relief <laughs> that we'd actually got them all here except the one, the one woman who kept on Skiving out, but anyway, that's another story. Now, earlier on, <laughs> we were talking about the Beatles, and now uh, little town of Cliff Richard. He was another guy from the, that era. Well, it's just a very, it's just a very interesting piece of music. It's it's a little town of Bethlehem, of which there are so many versions. And uh, I, I I have a connection with Cliff Richard. I was mentioned it briefly. I played in a gospel band, the same time I was. Church organist at St. Andrews and everything I played in this gospel. We were the first gospel band, as far as I know, in Joburg. And we did every youth gig there was to be done in in Joburg. We were a very strange crowd. We were two Anglicans, a Methodist and a Pentecostal. But uh, we, we got out there to spread the gospel. And then Cliff Richard came out to, to promote one of his... Um, uh, one of his charities, the Tear Fund, and uh, they needed a supporting act. So off we, we we were booked, and we we played every major stadium in this country. We played about ten gigs uh, over ten days, and we got to know Cliff Richard terribly well. I mean, he was a really nice guy, also a goon fan, lots of and still going, still going. He's just turned eighty this week. Unbelievable, fantastic guy, um, yeah. in good shape. Um, a great sense of humor, t- took us out to dinner one night. He took us, you hired the penthouse of the, I think the Elizabeth Hotel in PE, you know, that used to be the five-star hotel in PE. Took us out to dinner. We sat until two in the morning talking r- r- rubbish and laughing, having a good time. So I thought Sir Cliff needed to come in. I wonder how many people in South Africa have played on the same stage as Cliff Richard. Well, <laughs> not a lot. Not a it? lot. No. It, it was fabulous. I well know. done. Yeah. Well, here it is. Little Town by Cliff Richard. That was Cliff Richard, uh, Little Town. And the program you're listening to on Classic 1027 is People of Note with me, Richard Cock. And my guest tonight is Ron Gill, who is the deputy principal of St. Martin's School in Rosettenville in the south of Johannesburg. I don't know why I say in the south of Johannesburg. But <laughs> Does anybody the, know where that is? <laughs> the, yeah. But I mean, the south has a certain resonance oh, in listen, Johannesburg. It has a life of its own. Yeah. There's no doubt about it. Uh, you know. It's a different city. It's a different place. I, I was extremely happy there. Yeah. It was really good. And uh, you know, if I turned up to work on my big 
Kawasaki, the guys, they thought this was great, you know. So no wonder they liked the music teacher. He was a bit crazy. <laughs> and and your next choice, the Carousel Waltz? Ah, just... Uh, just a nice piece of music. A nice piece of music, but but we, we did shows at St. Martin's. We did... We did a, a Broadway show every alternate year and a sort of review on the on the other years. And I produced all of them. When I arrived at St. Martin's, they were busy with the sound of music. And then there was a, a hiatus. Um, nothing happened. And then every year for 25 years, I put on a show. And I'm still alive. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but, you know, I actually thought I, I scratched the itch of show business and I still had a medical aid and a salary and a, other things, other things yeah. to do, my jobs. Um, we, we did every show that I ever wanted to do. We did The Sound of Music twice, King and I twice. Um, we did Grease, Joseph twice, West Side Story, Skirk van Nix, eh? I don't, and, and then um, uh, oh, Guys and Dolls, fabulous Broadway shows. So I, th- I thought... A bit of Rogers and Hammerstein, or in this case, just Rogers, would be appropriate. It's a beautiful piece of music. It's the Carousel Waltz. The Carousel Waltz, the choice of Ron Gill. And I'm just interested, Ron, if any of your ex-students are listening to this program, how do they get hold of you? Well, quite a lot of them are on Facebook, of course, um, or through the school, if they they need to get hold of me. I'm I'm doing a... um, a thing at the moment, one of the things I miss most is playing the organ in church. Uh, it's just not happening at the moment or, or for, for, a, for a chapel service. And you so, mean because of COVID? Yes, because oh, yeah. of COVID. And I'm on day 107. I've been posting a hymn a day for 107 days. Uh, we did now thank we all our God last night. And I get, I get comments from Sweden, Switzerland, California, uh, South Africa, um, Miami, I've got a friend in Miami who's, uh, and these are all old boys and old girls who, all around the world who are listening to my daily hymn yeah. and Jenny uh, records me and then we post the, the words of it as well so so there's a, a lot of connection through through the social media which is which is the good side of the yeah. social media and if if you would like uh, listeners if you want to write to me also I can pass your emails on to Ron yeah, Gill my, my email do. address is very simple it's my name R-C-O-C-K R-Cock at iAfrica.com very easy to remember R-Cock at iAfrica.com and we had a lot of mail last week after Nathaniel's program uh, he was your predecessor oh, by one week. I, I was about to say a hard act to follow. <laughs> but, but I love Nathaniel. Jenny, Jenny and I don't miss a single of his shows. They are just fabulous. Yeah, he's, he's a very interesting guy. Really interesting. Yeah. And he's found his niche. Yeah, I was going to say I'm the exact opposite to him in many ways. You yeah. know? Uh, he's focused. on, on Very, very focused. Yeah. Wow, what yeah. an entertainer. Yeah. And when he tells a story, oh, and when he tells a story, Nathaniel, are you listening? I love your stories in Afrikaans. Those are to die for. But he's found his purpose, and you found your purpose. Yes. And I think for those people who can find their purpose, oh, it's really it's, satisfying. It's got to do with passion yeah, and, and, and enjoyment and passion and, and serving others, yeah. serving other people. Um, and it can be such fun doing it. It doesn't always have to be drudgery and grind. Um, yeah. 
people is and working with people is working fun. I mean, that's, is, that's what I love doing. You, yeah. I love you. working with people. You, you, you yeah. blossom in front of an orchestra, yeah. choir, yeah. and an audience. That's what you do. Yeah, yeah. And that's, I think, what musicians have found difficult over the last seven months oh, is the lack of human contact at that's concerts. It. Yeah, absolutely. But it'll come back. Yeah. It has to come no, back. No, no, it, it has yeah. to come back. This can't go on forever. And, and we're coming up to Christmas, and here comes a, a Christmas song, John Bayless. Let's listen to it, and then you can talk about it. John Bayless is the most fantastic pianist. Uh, he's an improviser. He's, I think he's an ex-Juilliard. You can hear from his technique. This guy can play anything. But he's made his name as an improviser, and this is his version of the famous Mel Torme Christmas song. Uh, John Bayless sadly had a stroke and lost the use of his right arm at a, not an old age. I think he was in, in his 50s. But uh, fortunately, um, as some people say, have you written your book? He's written his book. There's lots of albums out. His playing is just fabulous. Yeah. Yeah. And, and sadly, with Christmas coming up shortly, I think one of the things, because we've had to cancel our Christmas concerts, we haven't had time to rehearse them, it's, that's going to be a sad It's going to be very thing sad. Because, you know, for 40 years we've been doing big Christmas concerts. One and of my former p- p- uh, pupils posted on Facebook, oh, there's only two and a half months of this lousy year left. What else can they throw at us? And Jenny replied, no Christmas concert. And, and so, uh, you know, people are going to... Yeah. We're going to hanker after that. Type yeah, of thing. they certainly are. Yeah. We we need to have some live concerts coming back yeah. soon. Yeah. Now, coming towards the end of the program, uh, I see you've chosen some George Gershwin. Bess, you is my woman now. That that to me is the finest love song ever written. I I find George Gershwin's music fascinating. I find his harmonic language. Um, quite sort of elusive. It's quite hard to pin, to pin his, his harmonic language down. Uh, I just love his music. And this one is um, taken from the, the, the famous BBC um, recording video of this with, I think it's the Glyndebourne Chorus and, and, and Soloist. It's absolutely fantastic stuff. Bess, You Is My Woman Now, great love song from Porgy and Bess by George Gershwin. Ron, we're coming up to the end of the program now, and I think we've covered quite a lot of your life, rally driver, motorbike driver, musician, uh, deputy principal, mechanic, mechanic, (laughs) uh, organizer, Composer. composer, father, husband, all these things. If you had advice for young people today, I mean, we talked briefly about this before, but it's come up a couple of times, was passion. You, yes. You've had a passion for life, actually, yes. uh, which is fantastic to tap into as a colleague of yours. Uh, you've also had a passion for what you do. And if you had advice for young people, because many people seem a bit uh, aimless, you know, especially now with COVID. What would your advice be to young people and to people who are now feeling a bit aimless? Yeah, I think that's a a big problem for many, many people. It's very, very hard to answer, actually. Uh, other than to reiterate the the passion thing, we all have something we feel very, very strongly about. And I, I would say, you know, when I teach piano, 
I, I inherit quite a lot of students from other teachers, and sometimes I've got to go back to basics, just the basics. You know, the basics are um, not a rampant chase after material things and fame and things like that. You've got to, you've got to contribute something towards this world. You can't just be takers. Uh, you can't just consume and take and 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 assume that it's always going to be there and that you'll always have petrol in your tank and you'll always have have water um, in our taps. I think there's so much more to to the human race getting on together. Just just think back to the James Taylor song. Um, the secret of life is opening up your heart. Um, Richard, this is a real hard one to answer, but but your what really turns you on, what really interests you, um, go for it. Take into account the needs of the world around you and the needs of other people. Um, sometimes just put yourself at the back, although you have to look after yourself. Uh, you, you can't just expend yourself on people. I remember we had a guy did a talk on paramedics once. He said, "The guy's drowning in the river. Don't you jump in there?" Be two people drowning in the river. Uh, so, so you do have to look after yourself still. Um, you still have to make sure that you are thriving and are, are pursuing the right things for the right reasons. Um, and, 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 and enjoy the ride. Enjoy no, the and ride. You've, you've had a deep faith also. Yes. and uh, yeah, we, could, we could spend the next 10 hours on that. But, uh, you know, you, you, you find what's really meaningful. Your, my, my Christian faith uh, uh, colors my entire existence. And um, not in a kind of uh, submissive, miserable way, but you know, um, to just seeing life clearly through through uh, through clear eyes and what really what really matters in life, the things that are really important. Well, and your last choice uh, is beautiful music by Alan Menken. I know you're a great fan of Alan wow. Menken. And, and this Lincoln. is The Colors of the Wind. It's a song from Pocahontas. Oh, yes, that's right. Yeah. Gorgeous song. Love Alan Menken. That was the beautiful song from Pocahontas, The Colors of the Wind by Alan Menken, a great composer uh, of music, emotional music. Yes. And we've had an interesting chat over the last couple of hours with Ron Gill, who's been my guest in People of Note. I just want to say thank you, Ron, for coming in. Uh, you're coming up for a big birthday soon, which is good as the years pass. So we mark them off with birthdays. So very happy birthday for when that comes. And Ron Gill has been my guest. He's the former deputy principal of St. Martin's School in Rosettenville, musician, rally driver, enjoyer of life. Thank you, Ron. Thank you, Richard. It's been wonderful to see you again. Bye.